Hello, this is your host, Rick Ryman. This is a special episode of Audibly Speaking, in which I make some comments about Hurricane Idalia, which is still racing through Georgia, just as it hit the so-called Big Bend region of northern Florida a few hours ago. This is just an impression episode in which I, I guess, complain and really point out some of the discrepancies in reporting by the mainstream media of this very violent storm. I've just been observing, based on my own history of living in South Georgia for more than 30 years, that there is a difference in the way this hurricane is being covered in North Florida as opposed to South Georgia. There are so many reporters on the scene in North Florida, and they're constantly reporting on television. And a lot of these people are the anchors that we see every day on TV, and they've been flown down to places like Tallahassee and Jacksonville, and they are ensconced in very nice hotels. And meanwhile, they are seen uh, standing outside in the lashing rains as they report the damage in North Florida. And that damage, of course, is considerable. But Hurricane Idalia, which hit Florida as a Category 3 storm, is at this moment a Category 1 hurricane in South Georgia. But you would never know that by the coverage. The coverage continues to be solely or almost solely, about what is happening or what has happened in Florida. Uh, The governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, who of course is a big name in the media right now because he's running for president, has had a press conference and that's been covered. But there is no attention to Governor Brian Kemp and what he might be saying about South Georgia. Now, Let me say that there are a couple of mitigating factors which the mainstream media might talk about as a justification for this segregation of coverage, but I will argue vigorously that these justifications don't cut the mustard and don't justify the differential reporting of Georgia versus Florida. The justifications would be that this was a Category 3 storm when it struck. It obviously struck the Florida coast and only the Florida coast and presumably did the greatest amount of damage, being a Category 3 storm, in inland Florida. But what has to be remembered is that the Big Bend region of Florida is very lightly populated compared to the rest of the state. And there isn't much of Florida between the coast and the Georgia line. So while coverage of Florida is justified, it's the inordinate degree of coverage of Florida to the exclusion of other states that is the real problem and concern of this particular episode. There is a story in the New York Times that has no less than 18 separate photographs of different communities that have suffered 
under the uh, eye of Hurricane Idalia. And all 18 photographs are of communities in Florida. We hear that tens of thousands of people in Valdosta, Georgia, are without power, but I have seen not one reporter on the scene in the lashing rains reporting from any community in Georgia whatsoever. They continue to talk about what's happening in Florida, which is great, but they should have some reporters talking about what's going on in Georgia and even being in Georgia at this critical moment. The storm is affecting hundreds of thousands of people between Valdosta and Savannah in southeastern Georgia. There are many rural communities in this region, but that's no excuse for not covering them, since rural human beings are human beings like urban human beings and everybody in between. And there are many small towns in southern and eastern Georgia which have large numbers of people in addition to the rural communities. There are, hundred, there are hundreds of thousands of people who are being affected. But in order to cover these small towns and communities, the media would have had to send them to airports like Savannah or Tallahassee, and they would have had to drive yesterday maybe 100 or 150 miles to position themselves in place to do the right thing, which would have been to cover this storm. As far as I can tell, none of the media has done any such thing, this being 1.43 p.m. on the day in which the hurricane struck. It continues to be a Category 1 storm, but I even heard the FEMA administrator in a press conference in Washington at the White House, no less, say that FEMA will continue to help Florida and other states affected by this storm. The storm may indeed cause incredible flooding in Savannah and Charleston, but there's no excuse for saying now that the hurricane has left Florida, it will next hit cities like Savannah and Charleston. That might be literally true, but it will also be hitting cities like Valdosta, Douglas, Georgia, Waycross, Georgia, Baxley, Georgia, and dozens of other communities and towns in addition to the rural people in between. This is a part of the country in which I have lived for 30 years. Now that may seem to be a bias of mine, but if you look at it clearly and accurately, it simply gives me the awareness, the perception, the ability to understand and see when people are being ignored and when they are not being ignored. So I don't regard my habitation in South Georgia for so much of my life as a point of prejudice, but rather as a source of knowledge which makes me aware and sensitive 
of the fact that human beings are human beings wherever they live, and they should not be ignored by the mainstream media just because it's inconvenient to get in place a day before the storm hits in a rural part of the United States of America. So I am indignant, and I think this is an important episode. I'll be watching the coverage for the rest of the day to see if the mainstream media and FEMA take a closer look at the hundreds of thousands of people being affected and ignored just because they happen to live in Georgia or South Carolina rather than the Klieg-like state of Florida. Thanks for listening.